All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West War football podcast. MWR.com is where, you know, all of our stuff is at to find everything we discuss. Hang out here with Josh, where uh, we had a week 10, where now um, there's some interesting games, interesting losses, interesting wins. One big loss that doesn't impact the conference race at all. But how you feeling, first of all? I ask this all the time because your team, unfortunately, did not uh, become, was not victorious this weekend. I mean, I'm fine. Um, I, I think I think what the issue is is that like we CSU fans know this team can be good. They just get in their own way sometimes. So that's what it seems like. Twenty four fifteen, they'll fail to Wyoming, the rival Wyoming, the, the bronze boot stays in Laramie this year. And we mentioned we talked about this months ago. We'll talk about throughout the game, but it was like this is a game. Well, first off, I think it was never out of reach, but it seemed like it was out of reach. Just, I mean, you know, like the Rams had chances. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he Nicholas, you know, he's a freshman, he makes freshman mistakes. He he should have taken the sack instead of trying to throw throw at Holker. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. the, his other one was to Holker too. He, I mean, he stared him down the whole way. So I mean, they're just they're just freshman mistakes. I I I, I don't. I'm not actually sure what to say. I mean, there are some t- there are some decision makings that are questionable, play calling wise, personnel wise, but it, it's like it, it's frustrating because we 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 can see the potential for how good this team can be, and I, I do get frustration from some of the fans, but it, it's you don't ever post the athletic director's phone number on a public board. Oh. Just don't do that. He gave out his phone number to to donors so they you know they could have a conversation. He's always said his doors his doors open. You know you can email him, you can ask for a meeting. Like he's he publicly said you can ask for a meeting with him. You don't have a problem doing that. But just posting his phone number on a public board. Like we have we have um, the Ram Nation board has two separate boards. It has the public uh, Ramblings board and then it has the Ram Club board, mm-hmm. which is you know for donors. So it was like. If you're going to do that, do it on that board. Yeah, don't. I get upset and everything, but like, no, what are you doing? That's just immature and stupid. Yeah. And, and then they're already calling for Norvell to be fired, too, which is like, <laughs> no. No, don't fire him. Here's big concern about this game. 0 for 10 on third down. Not great, yep. clearly. I did like their aggressiveness going for it on third, fourth down a couple of times to get two or three. They are more disciplined than Wyoming. Ten penalties is a lot for Wyoming, only three for the Rams. Yeah, you're minus two. That hurts. But also, we mentioned before the show and even during our preview last week that we haven't really seen Wyoming. Like, Wyoming's defense is good, but they haven't been doing anything. The front seven or defensive line hasn't been doing much. It was Easton Gibbs. Gibbs is good. You mentioned a sack and TF, the sack and TFL he had. And, and the interception. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and the pick two. Yeah, he had a huge game. But... There seemed a lot of like, I think I probably should pull up um, not CFB stats, but like stat broadcast how many pass deflections they had because because Nicolosi seemed to be he's only twenty four forty two, he didn't have a great game and it seemed like he was kind of under distress a lot. And, According to ESPN, Wyoming had five. Okay, that makes sense. That checks out for when I was watching because I watched it kind of quickly early Saturday morning, going through the game. But yeah, it did, that did make sense where it seemed every play you watch, it's like a tip pass. He's getting under pressure and. That's an offensive line thing. That's a maybe play calling thing. That's happened a lot. Maybe they need to do a 
But it's hard to do play action, Josh, when Avery Morrow or Shield or whoever else, Van Shield's running the ball, not running well. So what's the point? I, what's the point of play action if you guys aren't running all that well? They need to give it to Shield more because you know he's he can actually run. Like he's not afraid of contact. Like mm-hmm. we don't really have a speed back at the moment. Like that was supposed to be Kobe Johnson, but he's out for the year with a back injury. Yeah. So it was like Avery Morrow's not doing much. I think he's his knee injury still bothering him. So. Give it to the. I don't care if he's a walk on. He's been the best running back on the field for this whole season. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, there there were a couple other decisions on the defensive side, like not leaving a spy on Andrew Peasley. Yeah. Um, not not keeping contained. Like I'm I'm not I'm, say, I'm not saying Wyoming did bad. They took advantage of what CSU gave them. You know, especially and it was it was good to see Gunnar Gentry get get on the board at you after two straight years of injuries. So, I mean, and then Harrison Whaley had another great game, you know, 29 carries, 128 yards. But there's just, like, it seemed like CSU lost that game more than Wyoming did. It's just Wyoming was able to take advantage, except for the one time of CSU's um, turnovers. Yeah, because, like I said, the game never, like, it was only lost by only a nine-point game, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. anything that was... Like, like it wasn't anything great where the it wasn't blowout. It wasn't any just beat the crap out of them. They just couldn't move the ball when needed. You can't run the ball very well. And it's weird, too. If we look at so – you mentioned talent. CSU has arguably best receiver, best tight end, best defender of the conference in the three and six. Mm-hmm. Like, how are they not better than that? And I know Kamara only had three tackles. He wasn't any like he wasn't explosive, but even without him, they had seven TFLs and three sacks. They were getting after Peasley. And Peasley yeah. had it completion wise, did fine. The yardage is whatever. But it's not it's just an odd spot. Like, don't get no, Norville's fine. He's gonna he's, there's no issue to say get rid of him. I get it's a rival, so there's more passion to it. But the team, like it's hard to say, oh, we're not far off. But this is year three or year two. I have a coach read Steve Adagio before who was garbage and couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. This is a team where they've they beat already beat Boise State for the first time ever. That's good. I know you lose to UNLV. That's tough. We hold all the field goals. You weren't very close for Air Force. This game you lose to a rival. There's a like better than I'm gonna look at. I should look at FPI, but. There's a very likelihood they could still go bowling. I wouldn't put out the question. San Diego State, Nevada, and Hawaii. Those are all three games they could win. The, the CSU is a four-point favorite over San Diego State. Aspects are bad, and that's uh, – yeah, it's, San Diego State's not very good. And so don't – I think it was overheated for why fans were acting the way they were because of who they lost to. Like, I, get, I get that we're, we have – like, I think we have – out of the last twenty rivalry matchups, we have one win. Well, Bobo could have won them either. Remember that? Yeah, bowl games was, rivalries. He was terrible. It was it was Adazio in the COVID year. It was like, all right, cool. Like you're shithead. Otherwise, you know, but, yeah. But it was like I I get we want to win rivalry games, but we also have to take a look at you know where this team is and where they're going because we like if, if you sit down and watch the games. And compare it to the past five years because that's the time frame from the last time CSU went to a bowl. Mm-hmm. This is a completely better team than any other time. They're just making stupid mistakes. Or I shouldn't say stupid. I should say freshman mistakes because it wasn't just Fowler Nicolosi. Um, TJ Crandall 
Um, he's, he's been immense as part of the, the defensive back rotation, got caught ball watching and um, the touchdown to um, uh, Ayer Asante was because he was ball watching in the backfield. That's, that's just, you know, something to learn, something to take away from. Like, I, I get it. We all want, you know, quick starts and finish strong and beat rivals, but sometimes you have to look at, look at what is on the field and not just look at the record. Yeah. So I'm looking at FPI. Tell, I want your gut reaction to this. Like, like give me a quick answer or we can discuss more, but there's three games left. So the percentage to win out and get to six wins is exactly the same because there's three games less left. Yeah. It's 19.7%. I mean, I get it. That seems low, right? For who it they're does playing? Seem low. I think, it it is weird because CSU is ahead of all three teams left. Like I, but it, it's going to be funny, like because there's potential for Wyoming to get to six and six too, because they struggle on the road. Yeah, but I I don't I get it, at the, but at the same time, because it's like advanced statistics still never make sense to me because I don't know math. But <laughs> well, it's also it's a multiplier, so winning three in a row is harder than winning one, obviously. Yeah, but they're also I gotta pull up now. I gotta pull something else up here. But they play host Nevada, win. Mm. They go to Hawaii. Okay, going to Hawaii is not easy, but Hawaii is not that good. So when you look, I guarantee I'm gonna pull up F, the the get individual game FP. I guarantee CSU is favored in all of these. Oh, they are. I already pulled it. Okay, so or yeah. excuse me, ESPNs. I yeah. Don't know if that's yeah. Uh, whatever ESPN analytics is, I'm not sure if it's FPR or not, but 70% versus Nevada, which is a couple weeks. Fifth, no, 50. Hawaii is favored to beat them for some reason. That's where it comes into, I'm guessing. Oh. 55 for Hawaii. And then CSU's 58 to beat San Diego State. So they're giving Hawaii a lot of credit for that travel. So I guess that's where that low number comes in. But I would have figured it'd be at least like 35 to 40%. Yeah. I don't know. It's There's a lot of good things. Is your. I want to. I think. Tell me if I'm correct on this. If they had somewhat of a running game, they would probably be like two more wins. I could definitely see Utah State going the other way. Just, just I could see if they had a if they had a semblance of a running game. I could see. I could have seen it being six and three. Yeah, it's like UNLV. They kicked all the field. They held all the field goals. Defense did their job for the most yeah. part. And so, yeah, if they had a little bit of a running game, oh, it's kind of frustrating. All right, next game. Nobody expected this one. Army Air Force. Army is terrible. They cover the spread, and I bet for them to cover, but they went outright 23-3. to Air Force, so, this is ridiculously bad. I, I, went to, I went to get lunch on Saturday because I was like, I didn't turn the um, – it, it started while I was out. Yeah, 12 And I, I look at my phone on the way back, and I'm like, Oh, it's ten nothing. It's it's ten minutes into the first quarter, so I'm like, I I, I put in our, our group chat is like, uh, Air Force, you awake yet? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I then I get home, and it's seventeen to nothing. You're like, no, <laughs> not like, yet. Yeah, what's going on? And then, then it was like they turn the ball over six times. Yeah. I I at this point I. Is Larry your senior? Do you know? Uh, let me check real quick. They uh, hold on. Let me see where he's at. But they were like their defense, like they could not do anything. Their defense typically, like, all right, they got things going. But Army's running main running back, uh, what's his name here, Bryson Daly, 
excuse me, quarterback, whatever. In this game, I'd call him running back, going 170 yards on 36 carries. He is, Zach Lear is, let's see, let's see if they have it done properly. Uh, he's, yes, he is a senior. But to be fair, I, I looked at Jensen Jones just to cover my bases. He is also a senior. Oh, boy. But I, with his knee injury, is like I think you have to go with Jensen Jones. Yeah, two I picks. Just, what do you, how many? He had four, three fumbles on his own, lost two of them. Yeah. It's hard to plant. Like when you do that run and pitch, like you have to use your off one of your either knee, whichever one it is, to plant to fake and juke, toss or keep or fake toss or whatever you want to do. That could take a toll. And if it's the injury, we've been told like he's wearing a giant knee, knee brace. He's not completely healthy, but it's not. Yeah. It's I don't blame him as all. Well. The defense was terrible. They could not stop the running game at all. So. Here's a here's a funny thing. Just looking at team stats, yeah. We Air Force Air Force had 19 first downs, five of 14 on third down. They were held to 259 yards. They had more yards than Army did. This is a weird game. And look at the penalties too. 120 penalties yeah. yards per play. It was just the quarterback. They weren't very good on third down either. Air Force Army wasn't, but Army did it when it counted. And that first quarter. Look at the second half, 0-0. Zero zero. Air Force defense figured it out, but in the first quarter is where they got torched and beat, and they yeah. made their adjustments, but it just too little too late. Like, it was not a good first half defensive performance, specifically first quarter where it's they, – they scored off the – Air Force is aggressive, turns over, field goal. That's all – that counts as a turnover as well, so give them seven. Your turnover and downs leads to a field goal. Fumble leads to a touchdown. Fumble leads to a field goal. They go for it again on downs. They punt. They couldn't – when it mattered, when they needed to make a stop or make a play – they were not getting the ball. Like interception led to a field goal. Like it was a brutal game. They did not play well at all. Like every chance they had, they kept giving getting rid of the ball either. And I count downs the turnovers. That's like eight turnovers if you think about it. Yeah. For how many times they did it in the second half, every possession was a punt, field goal, or miss or miss field goal. They they just I don't know what it was. They're just off their game, and it was just Army's terrible. They. If, but but yeah. what makes it kind of funny to me is Air Force was able to hold on to the ball in a blizzard. Yeah. But on a beautiful, sunny, clear sky, 60-degree day, they turned it over six times. Man, that's a uh, – I don't know, man. This – maybe – I don't know. Zach Lears, he should be playing. Like, you think he should be done, right? Put him, keep Jensen in there? I, I think they have to put Jensen in. I, like if they if they want to keep going and have a shot at the G five bid, they have to put him in because I don't think Larry is the best best option at the moment. They're not getting that bid the way they play. No way. Air, Fresno State has a better chance now. That's true, but just because player wise, not necessarily skill wise, without him, yeah, yeah, that's just a brutal game. All right, what do we got next year? We have Hawaii, Nevada. Is that where we're going? Twenty seven fourteen Warriors. Yeah, six sacks by the by the Warriors. By the way. <laughs> I was close to calling for a blowout in this game. They was getting close to 17-0 before the halftime. Second quarter is where it like, just went nuts. Did you see the passing line for Nevada? Six of 23? For two quarterbacks. Yeah. It, uh, like, Braden, uh, comparing that to Braden Schrager, and he was actually good with no picks for once. But they, Bianco, we know he can run a little bit, but, like, we know Sean Dollars is sort of a player. Running the ball, but this they have legit no quarterback and no offensive line for not just six sacks, Josh, 10 TFLs. The dollar Bianco and Lewis were harassed all day, they couldn't move the ball. Hawaii moved the ball well enough, they only scored in the third quarter when it got 
even then when it was when they scored 14 points, like, okay, this might be interesting. But it never to me seemed that was going to be the case. When they were down like 17-7, okay, they get then they here's the killer. They get the interception to go down 24-7 to, to, to switch the field. So it's like they Nevada's terrible. They are is Ken Wilson gonna be a coach next year? Can they afford to get a new coach next year? It depends. I don't know. We'd have to ask Brandon what the buyout is. I know it lowers December 1, but it's not much. And they kind of overpaid to get a guy because we know they have no – the weird thing is they have that Nevada City thing being built for sport, for Reno City or something, the sports complex. Isn't that just basketball? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's basketball side because they got Steve Alford paid up, gave him a good, a good contract. It's like yeah, – I don't know what to deal with, man. They, they just have no quarterback. And I know quarterback's not everything. But this has been an issue since last year. Who would have thought the Colorado transfer or AJ Bianco would be your the guy to come in to lead you? They're, I mean, their their best play on the day was AJ Bianco scrambling. Yeah, they used their most consistent play. Funny enough. Yeah, and then Ken Wilson calls the team like they're not physical. It's like we're not the most physical team. Well, no crap, your offensive line got beat to shreds. They had five pass deflections, though. Okay, good for them. <laughs> it was it was brutal, man. They had turnover battle, obviously. They scored points of turnovers about Hawaii did. Like the offense was ineffective. This is the worst offensive performance by a team in all time. It's just brutal. Well, do we do we, do we not want to? Is this below the six nothing game? No. Hey, they won that game. <laughs> you won that game. <laughs> Like, if it's not for Sean Dollars, this offense is just... And Devon, like, DeLevon Campbell, okay. But you're right, scrambling was the big play. Like, you look at Hawaii, Shager moved the ball reasonably well. Running game was fine with Sims, but Shager had to chip in there. And where the heck did Pofele Ashlock come from? Two touchdowns in this game? Pretty impressive. But you're playing Nevada, so you should should step up, right? <laughs> I mean, he's been there a while. Yeah. Just came I'm saying two touchdowns. Hawaii's not moving the ball real. They got crushed by San Jose State, so... Maybe I could be a slightly mistaken there, but he only has two touchdowns on the year. Oh, Ashlock? No, he doesn't. He has five. Oh, wait. What am I looking at here? Oh, I must. Oh, I was fooled by a different page. Okay. It still was his best game in a while, so I'm not going to take that away from nine to nine receptions. <laughs> but Hawaii overall, like, they're, they're, they're okay. But this is. Ugh, I, like, Nevada, what do they expect for their program? Like, what's their expectation? They can't roll through a coach. Ken Wilson's not going to get fired this year. It's year two. He's going to make it through next year. They can't roll through guys every three years and expect to find a good program or good keep the program from growing or do any sort have any sort of success. Well, to be fair, this is their first time doing that in a while. They went from yeah Norvell. They had Jay Norvell. It was it. Who was before? Norvell? It wasn't Alt, was it? I'm checking real quick. I I, want, I was going to say that too, but. They've been – well, they remember the FCS champs forever. They were do uh, not champs, but extremely well for FCS. Remember the top ten team was Colin Kaepernick. But the coaching-wise, I'm trying to remember too. Uh, no, Brian Polian, the guy from Texas A&M. Oh. He took him to a couple bowl games, and they kind of faded away. And Norvell left because, obviously, resources. Money. money. Not even money, but resources too. It's like if you can't get a – Indoor box facility, and you have to go to Stanford or Northern California travel and wildfires come out, you're in trouble. That's not good. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's, he'll probably he's going to stick around, but four wins in two years, guys, it's easier to transfer. It's hard. Who are you going to get to come in? Really, it's hard. Guys are going to leave who are any any worth much of anything? Because why stick around if you have that that option to do so? Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough, man. All right, let's go to some other games. Let's go to positive. Well, I guess if you're a Rumble fan, Josh, fifty-six to fourteen. Apologies to Roger. The Mexico on the short end of the stick here. UNLV really, really, really wants to win the conference. They are fifty-six. They want fifty-six fourteen. Also, I saw a guy on Twitter. They're like, technically, Maeve is not listed as a starter. I'm like, fine. I didn't check, but for the past month, Brumfield's listed as or with him, so I don't care. But this is a crazy game. Maeve was Maeve was extremely efficient. Only four completions. Ricky White had. He's turning into potentially. Him and Tory Tor- Horton were the best receivers in the conference. It could be a first team player. I think we I think we knew that from the beginning. Well, we do, but he's finally he wasn't like well the first month he wasn't his typical self for the most part, as good as he could be. And this was a huge game here: two touchdowns, one sixty five. He's been good, but not maybe elite because it takes a minute when you switch quarterbacks to get going. Like he's been yeah. fine. He had like his first month outside of the Vanderbilt game, which was huge, twelve catches. He had six catches besides that in the first month, or I guess first uh, four games. So he mm-hmm. wasn't great, but he's slowly been bringing on the past four games. He has six touchdowns, all six of his touchdowns. He's been going, doing quite well. He's on check for CSU, but three of the past four games, hundred fifty plus yards. So that's why I meant like we keep saying he's finally doing something against Fresno, against Nevada, those type of teams. But this offense is efficient. The defense got after New Mexico. They only got, or they have only, or so only had three three TFLs. But New Mexico, man, they just can't move the ball down the field. Well, I mean, Four they, fumbles they too. kind of did. They had three hundred sixty yards, which I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but for New Mexico, it was. I think mean, it just it seems like they just couldn't finish. Because I mean, New Mexico or UNLV didn't do that much better. They just finished. Well, and they're plus two. That helps as well. I mean, New Mexico had the ball for 37 minutes. That is crazy. And they, they gave up 56 points by holding the ball. Like, yeah. you know, it's quick striking. It's quick striking. It, it is interesting. The amount of yardage, yeah, typically for what they, New Mexico does, that's great for them. But it's also, they turn over and down, led to a touchdown. Fumble led to a touchdown. Uh, Miss field goal led to a touchdown. They had all these bad things, and then yeah, they they have another fumble. I thought that they had two. It says one here, but I thought they had two. But every bad thing that happened to them went good for you for you at all the other way. Like yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I mean, those, those things fumble, yeah, not great. But New Mexico's improving, but UNLV is just out to show, hey, we're a good football team. And if you're a good football team, you beat the crap out of bad teams, and that's what they did with Maeva. Vincent Davis had an okay game, two touchdowns. Jet Thomas. They ran the ball like they were just okay, but super efficient doing it. Yeah. So uh, Lobos, they're be okay, but they keep bringing in Devin. They have Dylan Hopkins. Uh, not quite. He's not playing bad, but he's not getting points or moving the ball well enough. If that makes sense. They just have a hard time scoring, and that's what you got to do to win football games and score points, right? Yeah. Uh, eh, we'll see what happens. But so UNLV are they? I'm gonna pull this up. We haven't talked about this in a while. Are they? What, their only loss was to uh, Fresno, correct? Conference loss. Conference loss. Correct. Sorry, Michigan asterisk, but they still, whatever. Hey, hey, Connor Stallions was at the game. 
Hey, I put on Twitter, you got to laugh sometimes. You got to laugh instead of cry sometimes with that type of game performance. <laughs> that was a good. I like, I like how they can kind of poke fun of themselves. It's all, like, like yeah, that's that's why we're not playing well. So UNLV is given only 9% chance to win the conference. You have Air Force, who's still undefeated in league play, clearly in, in the driver's seat. Fresno at 33%. And then you have UNLV at 9 So the Rebels are a third, third team right there. And they're sitting at... Um, what you know, one league loss. Air Force has is undefeated. Fresno State one league loss. Fresno has the tiebreaker over UNLV. So Fred and UNLV doesn't play Air Force, right? Yeah, they do. It's oh, they, ooh, interesting. I didn't see that. So it's at Air Force too. Hold on, I'm pulling the schedule now. I gotta check this out. It could be more. They get, get Wyoming at home next week. Oh, the Friday night game. That's right. Yeah, they go to Air Force and then they finish out home against San Jose State. Mm. Those are tough games. Those aren't easy. Yeah, I mean the the, the difficulty of San Jose State has definitely gone up in the past couple of weeks. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's not it's not a clear road, especially because the the wins that UNLV has. Came against not good teams. Like I'm counting CSU, and like yeah. realistically, realistically, they probably should have lost that that CSU game. Oh, there, yeah, definitely, there's some opportunities for that. Yeah, yeah, so. and Vanderbilt. They came from behind to beat Vanderbilt too. Yeah. So yeah, their string schedule is not great. Who they played, so it picks up here, and it has. I think they have to win out to make the conference championship game. Def- definitely have to beat Air Force. Have to. So then they'd or tiebreaker over the Falcons. Well, does Air Force play Fresno State? Um, let me check real quick. This is schedule watching time here, folks. Let's find out. Uh, with all the divisionals football, plus they'd have been West Mountain before. Let's see, Air Force. I don't. I want to. I know they play Boise State. They play UNLV. Uh, they play Hawaii. So they don't. So that I think is. Do you, uh, we'd have to look it up? Yeah, if it's a, if it's a three way tie, it'd be is it next. Is it next common opponent? I think the next highest rate opponent. Okay. I don't recall. They would, would this be a division besides doing it twenty twenty? We'd have to look and see. But yeah, that's if it's a three way tie, head to head doesn't matter as much, obviously. Then they go to the next one. I, I'm guessing would be because it used to be a division opponent. I'm betting what it would be without looking. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, whatever. We'll look up later. I'm betting its record against uh, com- yeah common opponents or. I think that would be first. Or it could be the record against the next highest state team in the standings. So say fourth or fourth is uh, Wyoming. What's record versus Wyoming? Or what's record? Uh, according in, to ESPN, it's Boise. Oh, well, I'm just saying it. I'm just not knocking teams. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But it's like if that, whoever's next up, that's the team. But I'm betting it's record against – what would make sense, a record against common opponents. So we'll get into this later. But I think the race is going to be interesting down the road. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be something to look out for. All right, what's our next game here? What do we got? Uh, Utah State, San Diego State. Double overtime victory for the Aggies. Good for them. I will say, <laughs> if it wasn't for the overtime, the under would have the under hit anyway. But the under would have hit a lot more if it didn't go to overtime. How was this over? What was it? Oh, what was it? Fifty nine and a half. Fifty seven and a half. I, why we talked about this before? And I still don't know why. Well, the, the the amazing thing to me is San Jose State had 263 passing yards. When's the last time they had over 200? I don't know. Uh, 
It's been a minute. They had five sacks, 12 Oof. and a half tackles for loss. Wait, we're good. Well, what they is it? They had they won the they lost the turnover. <laughs> it's always turnovers, man. It was about equal on third downs. I mean, the the game was relatively equal from both sides. It was, and Utah State decided to take my concept and take Cooper Lagat and Mikael Hillstead to play. They both play on time. Well, uh, Hillstead got injured. Oh, oh crap! I forgot again. Let me have some credit. No kidding. I, I'm sorry. I missed that. But they weren't sure who was starting. But okay, let me go back to my point. Yes, I met, I blew that. Apologies on that part. I forgot that he got left to get injured. So here's the thing. Was there a big difference between the two quarterbacks all that much? A little bit in this game, but Greg Hillstead didn't have the yardage when he was playing. I still contend their completion percentage is about the same. Yeah, Lou Legal looked better afterwards, scoring touchdowns, but I wonder if that could have been the same, but... Well, I mean, just just based on looking at the average, um, the guy was better. Oh no, he was two touchdowns as well. But it was, it's it's about a seven yard difference between the two. So get get the offense a little bit more down the field. I would. I think he does anyways. It's. I still think like whoever plays, it's going to be not this game. Not necessarily the case. They were completed passes. That's about the only thing that was similar. But you have a new guy, a guy come in who they both played a couple touchdowns. Running game did fine. Uh, just Aztecs, oh boy, made it. And you mentioned that, like, like, how does it? Again, they lost six to zero to Nevada. What changed to for allow them to score some points this week from like a few weeks ago? Utah State doesn't have a good defense, but Nevada does. <laughs> Better than their offense. Well, that's not, dude. That bar's so low. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, but like this game, the way this game goes out, okay, you have it go double overtime, which again, it still hits in, which is hilarious. You have teams missing field goals, turnover on downs. You did have the big special teams touchdown as well in this game. But it's. This game, does everybody. the right game? What am I looking at? What's going on here? What, what am I. What am I... <laughs> Maybe I'm messing up here. I, I don't know. Think about the next game. I don't. What am I looking at? I, I, oh, ha! that you're correct. I'm trying to get out of myself. I apologize. I don't know what's going on with for this game here. This game, mm, it's two teams that are just okay. I think this game perfectly encapsulated the Mountain West <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's two bad teams, and they somehow put on a, a decent, decent game. Yeah, decent game. Overtime, they get 22 points. They get the. Uh, to go for the win, it's like, yeah, why not? Why? What are we doing? What are we doing? Let's just, let's just get the victory and get out of here. Who's actually is Utah State going to make a bowl game? Uh, let's look. I want to say just no off the top of my head, but I'll probably put them in my bowl projections on Monday or Tuesday. Well, next two of the three are Nevada and New Mexico, so oh, maybe okay. Blake Anderson. Congratulations, going to the Arizona Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and saying that, so. Real quick, Aztecs. We're getting like, like, what is? Is it because who they play? Do you think that they actually showed signs of offensive life? I don't. You don't. Maybe they're just finally getting the offense. I don't know. I I know with Utah State they have Mike Larson. That's about it in the secondary. Overall, it's like, eh, it's okay. Not even if that. And like MJ Tafasi, like the two big guys they have on the team. Like Logan yeah. Peely had a huge game with a couple of TFLs. 
I bet it's a little bit bold. I don't know because it's like the, I guess with Maid, if you think about it, if you look at what he's done all year, he, this isn't the first game he's had where he's been really good. Because he had another game. Did he throw for 300 one game this year? Uh, not 300. He had the Oregon State game 256, 241 versus Boise, 265. Over 200 yards is a success for Aztec quarterback. Yeah, and he's and, done that four times this year. Yeah. But he, three of those were losses. Yeah. And the Nevada game was two weeks ago, so it's kind of figuring out. But I figured after beating Hawaii, they would have had a bit more. But I, they're just – there's improvement. Here, but it's like, they're not consistent. That's a problem. Like – Falling to Nevada like that? No way. Hang with Utah State? Utah State's a reasonable, a re- okay team. I'll just say they're okay. Because they yeah. they've had mess at quarterback injuries all year long. The running game has been up or down with Devon Booth and then Robert Briggs. So we'll see. Final game weekend. Boise State tried to do it. They couldn't get it done. Fresno State 37, Boise 30. Uh, the special team touchdown is kind of a killer, right? I mean, based on, like, that was the deciding difference, yes. That, like, you, you can't have that before half. You just can't. It's like they, they give this, the kick that they wanted to do, and then you're letting a guy who moves the ball down, like, the way he's, he's been playing throughout the game. It's like, why kick him? Why are you kicking him the ball? I get it. And you're first of smart, like, well, we're not gonna I'm not gonna be the linebacker to pick or tight end to pick it up at the 40, 35. Let's let my main man do it, man. What's going on here? There's no reason to do that. The way Sherrod play, like he he was all over the field. Like he he was literally by far the best player in this game. Two touchdowns overall, hundred something plus rushing, a huge two huge fifty plus yard plays, a fifty yard run, and the was a ninety something yard return for touchdown. He was ninety five. Ninety five hit a couple catches too. Boys you could stop a man. Can we just stop with this quarterback change nonsense for Boise State? They did. Bear, took them finally. Took them long enough. Well, and they—they, they, I wonder if they were listening because they did what they did. What I said is like, you throw Matson in there, let Taylor come in. You know, be that gadget quarterback. Uh, according to, I, he could have been in on more, but according to the box score, he only had five plays. You know, it was one for two passing. Uh, he was had three rushes for six yards. I mean, that's that's really all you need. Like. Again, like I'm going to compare him to CSU because it's true. Because I mean, Matson's a freshman; he's got to make freshman mistakes. And he did. They're over, they're stuff overthrown. Yeah, but he also had a big run to get them back in it. He had that 27 yard touchdown run. Like that, that, he's not the he's not the same runner that Taylor is, but he's an effective enough runner that the teams have to respect it, and it's going to open up passing lanes for him. Yeah. It- He's clearly if if he's not if he's they need to keep it this way. It's like it took him long to figure it out, and it kind of worked. Two hundred he uh, he was throwing as well as Mickey Keene just about. Like there there wasn't too much of a difference in there. Keene was a little more downfield stuff in the yards per catch, but yeah. this game like George Hani did well. Obviously, with Ashton Gentry, we should mention did not play. It was announced before the game. He did he did not even travel to this game, so it's probably more of a serious injury if you don't travel. Because if you travel and don't play, it's like, okay, but with him, that type of injury, that's probably going to be out next week, too. Yeah, I, I think it's a numbers thing, because if I remember the Mountain West rules correctly, um, you, can, okay. you can only bring, like, 70 players or something like that. Okay, so maybe it could be that, too. Usually, when you yeah. hear that, not traveling, that's a major injury, so I appreciate that. I wasn't aware, I don't remember that rule. But in this game, I thought Fresno 
was going to just blow them out. You know what I mean? Like, they're up 20 to 10 at halftime. Especially with them. And they kind of did. Like, well, I don't say they did. They're outscored. But if not for the touchdown return, there wasn't much that could be done, right? That I guess they need that play drastically to win. Maybe. Because Boise punted on their first possession and Fresno scored right away. Because when they're up 27 10, I'm like, this game is definitely over. The Boise chipped away, slowly came back. Fresno at the punt, kick a field goal. Boise tried to pull a CSU. Totally. It's dredge what it could do. So, people are, like, we mentioned people are upset with the standard at Colorado State. Boise was not the better team in this game. They're close. They Here's the weird thing. They had more first downs, better on third down efficiency, but had 18 attempts. They outgained Fresno State. They did lose. They, they lost turnover bar, margin 2-1. to one. It literally came down to a special teams play. That's all it was. Yeah. So Boise State, like Boise State, State fans like, get rid of Andy Avalos, who all new coaching staff. Bring in Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter's not coming to coach your team, guys. I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, Oh, he just doesn't want to be a coordinator. I'm like, no, he's not your head coach. He's, he's, he wants to retire. Just yeah, leave him in. Retirement. That's why he was the analyst the year before. He's like, I'll help you guys out in a low key role. Are they going to make a change to this team? If, if they don't go to a bowl game, maybe. What? If, some people said six and six not good enough. I mean, if they can beat Air Force. If they can beat Air Force, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe bowl game or maybe keep the coach. Maybe keep the coach. Because they're beating New Mexico and probably Utah State. Yeah. I mentioned Sean Lewis as a coach. Do you think that's a realistic possibility? The now demoted or whatever limited capacity of Colorado? Well, that depends on if, you know, I – We'd have to see because it depends on how much he would want to go back to G5. Because it's not the Mac, could, it, but dude, it's not the Mac. It's different. Yeah, but he he seems that he he obviously left Kent State for a reason, mm-hmm. and he, he took a technical demotion to potentially get a P5 job. I so, bet he got, I bet he got paid more to be the OC of Colorado. That you know, that's true. You're not paying <laughs> much at Kent State. Could be equal. But, you know what I mean? Could be similar. Yeah, I mean, but it's like if if he's successful. He's Brian Harson is gone in four or five years. Wouldn't you rather have that than cycle through another random coach who was under Chris Peterson or nearby or a former player? Keller Moore's not coaching either. He wants an NFL head coaching job. He may not have, he may not have a coaching job at the moment the way his this team's coaching playing right now, the LA team he's on, but he's not coming to college. It's like people in Utah are like, Oh, Brian Johnson, he'll come back. It's like no. He's, he's the Eagles OC, man. He's getting NFL head coaching job next year if they make the champ, NFC Championship game. Hmm. He's not going to University of Utah. <laughs> You're not getting the odds of getting his NFL guys. An NFL job, I'm not saying it's easy because it's not. You, May, June, part of July, you're not answering your phone 20 times a day for recruiting. You don't have to travel and do all that garbage. Hmm. It's much more of a – like I know it's not. It's very difficult. They work a million hours a week. But coaching compared to player retention, recruiting, no. They're not leaving that lifestyle. They they probably get paid better NFL, better for sure, for the most part. And you're, um, not, and you're not recruiting? Gold mine, do it. <laughs> now, like, all right, let's say they do get rid of them. Do they go back to Oregon and go get Tasha Lupoy? Uh, why? 
don't know. Who else are you going to get? I had to think of a list for a minute. Um, Dave Aranda. Colin, I, I know you're, hey, you're going to listen to this. Oh, put together a list. Yeah, hold on. Dave Aranda, he's not long for Baylor. He coached Utah State. Do you want him back in the area? Wait, Aranda coached Utah State? For a year, yeah. I'm double-checking this. I can't be wrong on this, too. Hold on. No, I, I guarantee he was a Utah State. I'm coach. checking, too. Yes, he was. Oh, 2012. He coached Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Southern Utah University. Come on. He's been around up in this area. He, I, I I don't think – he's a defensive coach, so it won't be splashy because Jeff Grimes in this offense at Baylor is not doing very well. And I hate no, – we'll talk Fresno in a second. We'll get them all the shine because they won the milk jug. But this is a more interesting story because Aranda, it's, like, there's a possibility he may not be around. That would be a decent move, right? Maybe. Maybe. They get Alex Grinch as their DC. Ugh, he got fired, Zion. <laughs> if, if you're wondering, he finally got fired after that. Dude, that game was amazing to watch. It's like back and forth. Back, it, was, it was wild. It was such a game to watch. Yeah. But, no. You know what? Okay, you want to hear an interesting... Hold on. I got to look this up here. This is going to be... Or, Brian Harsh is also available, FYI. Just say it. He's not coming back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, you know who could be an interesting move? Former West Coast LA base head coach moved to the south- southeastern part of the country. Would you want Clay Helton as your head coach at Boise State? He's currently 6 and 2 at Georgia Southern. I mean, like, I don't think Helton was a bad coach. I think it'd actually be a good move. His record he just is. Has- he- I think his record's the same as uh, what's his name, Lincoln Riley, right now in the first two yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, he just got he just got caught up in USC politics. Yeah, and also USC can't hire. A, they have to hire a former athlete to be your AD, which is not ever. They probably stopped that. But yeah. I, I just thinking around out loud, like I know the connection is nothing there. Also, to being West Coast based for a decade, I'm just toss names out there. I don't know what they'll do. It's it's disappointing, and the level of standard. It's hard to keep that up for as long as Boise State has. Like, if you look of any dominant team and winning 10-plus games, not even higher than Boise State's level, or, like, winning all these games they have forever, going to bowl games, going to big-time things, the only thing I can compare it to, and maybe you can tell me crazy, but what Bobby Bowden did at Florida State, however many top-five finishes he had, the level of consistency of being 10-plus wins, ranked in the top 20, being considered one of the best teams in college football, fringe BCS team once or twice. Like this level, it's hard to keep in Florida State. If they lose their coaches, that falls off. I get expectations of behind. I don't want to oh, reset to go seven and five every year or eight four. But a lot of teams, the Air Force has done this once or twice at low years. University of Utah, where I follow them quite heavily, They've had a couple bad years in the Pac-12 after, and they were nowhere near Boise State. I'm not comparing the two in that aspect. But teams that have good runs, there's always a dip here or there. And I don't know what the deal is with them, but I, we'll see. So if we, for what we know right now, I'll ask you this, and then maybe it's not fair to ask, but at this moment in time, it is November 5th evening, is Andy Alvarez going to be the coach next year based on what they have left on this schedule? I will give that a maybe. A maybe? Ooh. I will give it a maybe. So toss up just about. Yeah. I mean well, if, if you if you had if you had to if you made me pick a couple, 
I picked Brady Hoke and Danny Gonzalez before I picked uh, Andy Avalos. Ken Wilson too? Yeah, probably. Do you ever listen to Split Zone Duo at all, their podcasts on college football? I do it when you guys repost it. Okay. <laughs> they had one. I don't know if it was one on their paywall or if it was just their regular free feed. I forget because they do two. All right. A couple. We have to pay a couple bucks, which you should if you do. That's pretty cool. They mentioned like they're going through coaching stuff kind of. Just kind of a generic because Stephen Goffrey does really good stuff on, stuff on that type of thing, coaching search stuff. And yes. But – he rattled off like four or five Mountain West teams. Like at the end, he's like, "Oh boy, look at those Mountain West teams I mentioned here." And he basically mentioned he even there's even a small inkling of Timmy Chang having some problems out west. Not with the way that program was left. It's it's basically Norvell. You got to give him a chance. You got to give Timmy Chang a chance to put it back. That was my thought too. He doesn't see anything intimate, but there's apparently a few people who are uncomfortable with how's it go, how it going, how it's going right now. I'm like, well, when Todd Graham kills your program. Everybody transfers. Give it a second. Yeah. So back to Fresno State here. Was Tulane barely beating freaking East Carolina over the weekend? Thir- was it 13 to 10, I think? Very, very low scoring, close game. And that guy's 20 followers. Get out of here. <laughs> Can Fresno State jump them if Tulane wins out? And they're both at one loss. So the question then becomes what does the. Um, committee do because Tulane really doesn't have the schedule that Fresno State does because Fresno State's beat two P5 teams. Yeah. But it, it's it's just a matter of, you know, what do they do? The cra- because because like, some people were talking that if it ends up being Tulane and SMU in the, in the AAC championship, the committee would rank SMU yeah, it could so be. Whoever wins that gets the bid. I hate it when they, if they want to give themselves an out. I think that what SMU is getting, honestly, is because they almost they almost beat Ole Miss with their backup quarterback. That's yeah, what but, they're getting the boost from, mostly. I don't. I, I guess you're, you, we're comparing resumes at this point. So the losses are Ole Miss and Wyoming. But. They don't really have a key win. I don't think Tulane has a key win on their record. Uh, well, I'm looking at SMU schedule, wrong team here. I was like, wait a minute, they beat that team? Yeah, who's their best was it? I'm trying to look up right here. Go faster, go faster. UABs, no. Memphis, fine. Rice, there's nothing overly impressive. And Fresno does have Arizona State, but they suck. And Purdue, still, it's still it's still P five. I know, they're just. I know there's injury bugs. Like I watched them play Utah and got their ass kicked fifty five to three, <laughs> and they have so many injuries at quarterback. It's not. It's it's bad. It's really bad. Which it doesn't help. And Purdue, what's Purdue? They're not. Are they even going to the bowl game? I know it's. Uh, I know it's a power five team, but it's still need to come from behind to win, and be the team I'm. I'm guessing got four wins right now. If I'm lucky, let me pull up here if I can get there. Two and they seven. They're not very good either. I don't care. It's bad teams. Yeah, but hard. Let me. They so, have they have two P five wins, but it's still two P five wins. Uh, let me look. Let uh, me. I gotta pull. You gotta give me a second to pull up two line schedules. Oh yeah. Oh, I got it right uh, here. What do you want? The UAB, Nickel State, Southern Miss, you, South South South, South Alabama. Might, their best win might be Memphis. Or is, is isn't USA pretty good? 
They are. Uh, I forgot. I heard something. Four and five. Okay, never mind. I think it's something else then. But uh, it's Fresno. Hmm. We want to lean that way because I think they're more explosive offensively. And Tulane's been. I don't know, man. It's they're fine. Like yeah, they, I mean, they, they have UTSA at the end of the season. You got them. That's solid. But the Americans don't what it used to be. Yeah, I mean, their best their best win is Memphis. Okay, and Memphis so is Tulane's just they're just having Tulane ride the wave of beating USC last year. It could be, and Memphis isn't a bad team. They were seven and what six and two, seven and two. They're seven and two. Yeah, they're a good team. They have a good quarterback. Clearly, we're not gonna like they have a quarterback who's legit. Memphis, like who? Like when you look at their best win, it might be. Psh, a bad boy state team, North Texas. Yeah, I mean, so just just based on like their like their best chance at at improving their resume is UTSA. Yeah, because because Tulane's next three are Tulsa, FAU, and UTSA. So one of the so, poll, well, one of the polls that Fresno ranked one didn't. I'm I'm gonna think I'm gonna put good money on when the college football playoff poll comes out Tuesday. Tulane will be like 22-23. Actually, I don't know because they might stay where they're at. So 20, were they 23 last week? Is that right? And Air Force was 24? I think I thought Air Force was like 19. No, no, no. In the playoff. Oh, the, C, the CFP. Yeah, I think it was something like that. They were 23-24, 24-25. I'm trying to remember. I could see Fresno sneak being one spot where it took Air Force spot possibly, but I don't know. I'd have to look at who was ranked in that poll and how they did, but I would – I don't know. I, it'll be close. I think an undefeated in the Mountain West is going to pass the American. But when you're already ranked ahead of a team, it's hard to jump them without a big win. And who, what's what would Fresno's best win be the rest of the way? Uh, they can get Air Force to change to a game, possibly. That would be helpful with the schedule, record-wise, at least. I mean, they, they finished – they basically finished the same way UTSA does. But I, I have, like, I'd have to look at, like, statistic yeah. measures. But I like advanced like strength of schedule and stuff. But I think just based on the resume as it stands, I think Fresno State has the better record because they they lost they barely lost to Wyoming. And if they had if Mikey if Mikey Keene hadn't gotten hurt, they probably could be undefeated. Well, if that's if that's the case, then why wouldn't if we think that's the case, why wouldn't they be right back in Tulane last week? The playoff pool. Could. I don't. I, I'm not trying to get you. I'm just wondering out loud. <laughs> like, if the white white Fresno State wasn't ranked last week, if it's that close is what we think it is, because I'm double checking right now what the playoff poll was. I want to see where they were. I'm trying to remember, it, it was 24-25. Okay. Tulane was ahead. Okay, maybe that's all it was. Maybe Fresno sitting there with hypothetical twenty six. They never released those, and I wish they would. <laughs> like also receiving consideration. Yeah. Yeah, I could see. I could just see. Because if we look at this really quick, even though Kansas State lost to Texas, they're probably not dropping. US is USC gonna? Are they literally gonna drop out USC from the rankings? No, but they might drop out Arizona. They might drop out UCLA. Oh, they end up losing last week. Oh, the Arizona, yeah, twenty-seven ten right there. There it is. Okay, okay. So like, if we're if we're talking, and we'll wrap up quick. This is it's so super early still. How many? Even with four games left, if we're looking at that poll. Because they can't rank James Madison, which is also stupid. Are we? Who's it? Like, who do you think would be the next team in? Is it? It's Liberty. 
Oh, yeah, Liberty. Because Liberty's undefeated. As much as I hate it, Liberty's the next. Uh, so you think Liberty's going to be over Fresno? Say it's only UCLA that drops out. Is it Liberty? I guess two Air Force will drop out too, obviously, so two teams. Could they do Tulane 23, Liberty 24, Air Force tw- or Fresno 25? Maybe, because is Liberty even beating anybody? Uh, Bowling Green, New Mexico State, Buffalo, FIU, St. Mason State, Jacksonville State, Middle Tennessee State, Worcester, Kentucky, Louisiana Tech. So, no? I mean, t- I guess Mexico State and Jacksonville State because yeah. they have records. Yeah, seven but, each. I don't – what are they ranked? I mean, Liberty is 25 in AP. And not ranked the other. Not ranked in the other. Fresno is 25th in the other. If it wasn't for the NCAA, it should be James Madison. It should be. Also, I the reason I don't think Liberty – remember Marshall a couple years ago, they finally had to rank them when they're undefeated? And then they lost. Yeah, I guess we got to get them in there. So I, I'm going to put a bet to Air Force – or I keep saying Air Force. Fresno 25th. What yeah. do you think? Do you think that's, a, that's the case this week? Or are we giving the committee too much credit? We're probably giving the committee too much credit. So who's 25 then? Do you think it's Liberty because they're undefeated? Tulane's not dropping. I know they're not dropping. They may not move up. I, let me let – me, I got to pull up the AP. I know. That's what I'm pulling up to. I'm trying to think. Because if it's not Fresno, Fresno's right there. Liberty's an option. North Car- did North Carolina lose? Um, let me check real quick. No. Well, to be fair, they played Campbell. Uh, are they ranked at all in the playoff ball? Not in the playoff ball. Oh, they're not? Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, maybe North Carolina. Okay, I can see. Okay, that, good point. North Carolina. Notre Dame law. Or, or no, they won. Excuse me. Is I, could see them, I could see them moving Arizona up too. Arizona won. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Because Arizona's ranked in both. Mm-hmm. Toledo's getting their votes. They're not going to rank Toledo. The the difference between the the rankings and Notre Dame is oh well. To be fair, Notre Dame lost to Clemson. So it doesn't mind. matter. Yeah. Yeah. And Clemson's still not receiving votes after this week, right? Yeah. He, oh no, they got a couple votes in. They got one vote in the other poll. In the uh, coaches, uh, no, excuse me, AP poll. So I don't know. I I actually I need to be more skip more cynical. Fresno State's not ranked. It's going to be Arizona. I'll go with them. I say Arizona or North Carolina. Yeah, those are the two options. So, all right, that wraps up for this week and our weekly uh, playoff poll talk. Which just gotta catch, you gotta catch Tulane. That's all it is, man. Path, get past those green wave. Do I need to not wear my Tulane hoodie I have from Homefield until this happens? Because I have a Tulane hoodie. Should I have not mention that either on the air? <laughs> just reverse curse it. All right, I will wear. Oh, okay, good point. All right, we'll we'll go that route then. Wear it every day and never wash it. That's what I'll do as a grown man. <laughs> no. Not going to happen. All right, so we'll see. We'll be back next time. Wrap up with that lame joke there. But go to mwwire.com to check all of our other stuff. We have written things going on throughout the weeks. And we'll be back later to get through week 11. And no coaches will be fired until we're back. I will guarantee it. But we'll keep talking a little bit about this, right, until it comes up and happens. It, it probably won't happen until the end of the year, yeah. Exactly. All right, so we'll see you next time, folks.